spoiler uh, alert on the uh, Beatles movie, so we can't talk about that. Okay. But uh, how about a spoiler alert on uh, who won the debate? Oh, well, uh, I've got I've got several answers because there were two debates. So the first answer is the Democrats won the debate. Um, I, I think, by and large, um, everybody had a uh, a presence, and uh, you know some some were brighter than others. Um, but it was a, an amazing array of people who were thinking seriously about what needs to be done. And I think that that's a stark contrast with what we've seen from the other party. But I don't think that's what you asked. Well, I, I didn't. But uh, by the same token, uh, I, I think that there are uh, things to be quibbled about uh, in your comments about both parties. So how do you want me to begin? We're, begin where, you, where, where your impulse leads you. Well, the... I think uh, Trump's uh, uh, success in uh, wherever he is, Japan, uh, I think uh, is not being noted by the the media. Uh, And as a result, we're having to be treated to temper tantrums by Morning Joe uh, about the failure of the Democrats to present a united front uh, with Biden. Oh. Well, Joe is being silly. Uh, there's, no, there's no need for the Democrats to have a united front right now. Okay, good. Uh, Let, let's hear about that. All right. There, we, are, we, are, we are over a year away from the election. Um, it's very clear that when the time comes, there will be a consolidated united front against Trump and it will be pointed, it will be well-financed, and it will be uh, dispositive. Uh, That's not where we are right now. Uh, Right now, we're talking about what happens after Trump, and people have different ideas about that. And there's an array of proposals and attitudes being presented, and that's what should be happening right now. You know, Morning Joe uh, has got his own agenda and i don't uh, agree with it yeah for you know he's a former republican as a matter of fact. he is a former republican and is, he is i'm sure waiting for the opportunity to be a republican again or waiting for the opportunity for the democrats to move so far right that he can become a democrat you mean uh I, I, you know if I, if everyone united behind biden I'm sure he would join the parade and beat the drum. Uh, but that's not where the party is right now. And I'm not sure that's where the, uh, where the nation is. I have, I have a, a centrist friend who is terribly worried that all of the leftist gem- Democrats are going to poison the party's brand for people in the South and people in the Midwest. What brand? And what brand? Whatever, whatever the brand is for the Democrats, um, he is worried that the democratic brand is going to be equivalent to socialism um, because Bernie says he's a democratic socialist and AOC says she's a democratic socialist and everyone in the GOP 
is branding the Democrats as socialists. And, uh, you know, my friend, who is a distinguished lawyer, grew up in Little Rock, went to college with him, says uh, he's worried about that. Well, was he worried uh, uh, in 2016? Um, I, I don't know. I wasn't uh, in touch with him in 2016. Well, but, I mean, you know. but it seems to me, you know, it, it, it seems to me that that's uh, not as big a danger as the one that the Republicans face, because their brand now is the party of concentration camps and the party of uh, no abortion rights and the party of getting into bed with the most murderous dictators on the planet. I don't I don't think that's a good brand to run on. And, and that's the brand that the Democrats can easily hang around them. And I think it's a, a, a much worse brand than being branded a socialist. Uh, easily, I'm not sure is the appropriate word, but uh, I, I get, take well, your point. Well, it, it already is. I mean, it just, it, you know, it, it, there's so much, there is so much archival video and audio footage to make that case um, that it, 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 it will be easy. All you need to do is, uh, is, is, put the videos out there and pay to have them broadcast. Yeah, I understand the, that it'll be easy to make the case, but whether the case will be effective or not, uh, I think is uh, a jump ball at this point. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. see. So, uh, you know, I find the, uh, the concern about uh, socialism to be warranted but irrelevant and i the same thing about uh biden's uh descendancy if you will uh i think that it's uh, a breath of fresh air i mean there's nobody who uh can say that uh biden has been anointed because he he's never won uh, a presidential uh primary before yes and um, and nor has uh uh, any of the other uh, folks. This is true. Uh, but, and, you know, and most of the other folks haven't run in them, but Biden has run and lost twice. Right. Run and dropped out twice. So he does have a track record. The others just don't have a record. So, you know, tell me about your reaction to the central pivot uh, of the uh, second debate, uh, which was uh, not the only thing that uh, Kamala Harris did right, but certainly was dramatic uh, throughout its, uh, its uh, elements. Well, she fired him, fired at him with a double-barreled shotgun. In the first barrel, she put his former dances with segregationists in the spotlight in a way that he couldn't defend. In fact, when he tried to defend it, he wound up saying, uh, well, he didn't oppose voluntary busing. He opposed mandatory busing from the federal Department of Education, which is, of course, the classic segregationist states rights position. So he didn't come off looking well in, in that case. And her other barrel is this. The thing that made Biden formidable is the strong longing of, among Democrats for somebody who can work at Trump's level, stand up to Trump and beat Trump. And Biden had a presumptive uh, place 
in that lane by virtue of his stature as a former vice president, by virtue of his stature in international affairs, and by virtue of his stature as an effective debater in, in previous campaigns. Uh, both his vice presidential debates when he ran with Obama uh, were, were fantastic. He, he, he mopped the floor with his opponents. So he was in that lane. But suddenly, by her very manner, Kamala Harris took him down. And suddenly she became someone that people could see standing up to Trump. Regardless of the content of what she was talking about, she had the demeanor of somebody who would stand toe-to-toe -to -toe in a debate with Trump and not give an inch, and in fact, could probably put him on the run because of her skill as a courtroom prosecutor. Uh, you know, we, we've seen her, we've seen her, seen her exercise that skill in some of the uh, senatorial hearings where she has just routed uh, Republican witnesses. So she hit she hit Biden twice. You know, once with his record, and the other with her stature as someone who could go up against Trump. Well, she had a surprise uh, reveal. Uh, which was that she was the the young girl in the uh, photo. Yep. And uh, but I think most telling is your second point, which is that she uh, she's marketing the idea of prosecuting the uh, uh, you know by implication the president, but prosecuting the uh, judgment of the need to remove Trump. And uh, that seemed to be uh, an interesting uh, turn of phrase, but she went out and at least for the time being proved it. Yes, and prosecuting is such a weighted word, isn't it? You know, some people were saying that her resume line item as a prosecutor might be a negative for her. Mm -hmm. But against Trump, I think it's a very strong positive. People want a prosecutor. Well, I think and, that, and that both point, metaphorically, both metaphorically a prosecutor, and also literally a prosecutor. Well, uh, Biden used uh, that that uh, sort of uh, conceit that uh, he was a. Uh, I think he basically said that he became a uh, uh, an advocate for the defense. Uh, rather, you know, he left his, the law firm that he was at uh, and became the opposite of a prosecutor. Yeah. He became a public it, defender. Yeah. yeah. And I thought that was, you know, an effective uh, uh, response. But then he made the mistake, I think, of uh, continuing to not apologize for uh, the impact that his uh, uh, perspective had on the people then and the people now. I agree. I mean, Biden is not an idiot. Biden is capable, and he did a number of good things in the debate, and that was one of them. Uh, but somehow he's being very stubborn about not being willing to apologize for anything, and I think that's that's a Trumpish position. Yeah, I think that um, that's, I mean, the easy, that's the, the easiest, most damaging thing uh, about what uh, Biden has been doing is just that he reminds you of the fact that if you watch Trump carefully, uh, he will not apologize. He will not right. uh, go there. And it's not uh, just, you know, stupidity. It's, it's very purposeful. I mean, it may be stupid in terms of its uh, 
ultimate uh, impact, but uh, so far, unfortunately, it's been pretty effective for him. I mean, the, the quickest way past anything is to say, I'm sorry, I was wrong. You know, unless it's, a, unless it's some kind of litigation where that admission could cost you millions of dollars. <laughs> but, you know, in, 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 in other circumstances, if you say, I'm sorry, I was wrong, it's over. Pete Buttigieg did that. He 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 just rose, you know, raised he his did. hand and said, "I I didn't get it done." Right, and he, uh, you know, he still got uh, his head handed to him by uh, Swalwell later on, uh, with the point that you know that he should fire the uh, 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 the police chief. Yes, uh, and. Uh, he he didn't respond to that. He kind of looked like a deer caught in the headlights. Yeah, well, well, got him. Yeah, but on the other hand, uh, he at least changed the conversation at the beginning. And you know, I found it interesting the way that there were various uh, things that happened during that debate that added up to uh, a really telling. Uh, uh, you know, flip in the in the arc of the campaign. Now, whether that's sustained or not, uh, I have my own opinion about that. Uh, uh, what's yours? Well, I'm not exactly sure what you're talking about. The the biggest difference between the two nights for me was that Trump was on stage in the second night and he was kept in the wings on the first night. Um, yeah, but I thought that was somewhat effective for. Uh, 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 Elizabeth Warren didn't have much uh, uh, to to work with, uh, but I don't think it would have been significantly uh, more positive for her. I mean, she didn't have anybody to uh, to roll up her sleeves with, and uh, as a result, uh, she was, I think, strong for the first few minutes, the first you know maybe half hour of the of the first debate, and then uh, basically sort of receded into the. Uh, background. And I think that that contributed to the surprise and the impact of what uh, Kamala Harris did in the second debate, because it was about the time when uh, Elizabeth Warren in the first debate stopped, uh, you know, excelling uh, that uh, Kamala Harris jumped in. Yes. And Harris, by the way, was very well prepared because her social media team was ready to go out with the picture, was ready to go out with the, uh, you know, I was that girl. Um, and uh, it was all, and, and, the, and the quip, uh, you know, the American people don't want a food fight. They had that ready to go, uh, all loaded up in their Twitter stream to blast it out. So uh, she had a lot of good prep uh, with, you know, I mean, everybody comes with canned material but she knew how to make the most of her canned material. Lots yeah, of times, sure. lots of times the canned material goes out there and it just lies like a lead balloon because it's just it so um, inartfully inserted into, uh, into what was otherwise a conversation. You know, you just spot those canned lines coming a mile away and you groan. Yeah, well, yeah. Some, you know, sometimes that can really uh, uh, backfire. The, in the Republican debates, uh, when Marco... Polo. What is his name? Uh, I like Polo, but it was Rubio. Yeah, Marco Rubio. Uh, his 
or, or, or let's let's uh, combine them. Marco Polio. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the uh, it seemed that he lost his uh, traction as a potential candidate uh, by the you know obviousness of his uh, preparation. Yeah. Well, another prosecutor was the one who got him. That was uh, Chris Christie, who pointed out that he was repeating the same canned line verbatim in the same debate. <laughs> so, uh, and, then, uh, and Chris Christie's done so well too. Uh, well, the, yeah, we're proud of him. Uh, so I, I wasn't really uh, uh, asking earlier about the uh, relationship to the first debate, but I'm glad that you. Uh, misconstrue what I was saying. What I'm asking you is, uh, uh, wh what do you think? Do you think that uh, this is going to sustain uh, itself uh, with uh, Kamala Harris? What will sustain? Will she sustain? Yes. Yeah. Uh, oh, absolutely. Um, you know, we we're, she, we're a while. We're damaged, a while. Uh, Biden's campaign substantially. Uh, yes, I haven't looked into the details, but I. Just on headlines, apparently there's been there's been some polling that's come out uh, that uh, shows a significant drop, and also he's just in in his uh, statements since the debate he's been doing cleanup and defense. He's he's completely off his stride, and his um, surrogates and spokespeople are doing cleanup and defense. I mean, she she knocked him back significantly. Now, can he recover? I I presume he can. There's a lot of time left. But uh, she scored. What do you think? Um, I'm not. It's not clear to me that there's uh, that he there's a lot of time left. Uh, I mean, you know, in terms of the voters, I th the the first uh, two states that are going to have a big impact. Well, maybe three, but the. Right. Uh, obviously, Iowa right. uh, and uh, South Carolina, I think, looms very large as a result of uh, this and uh, the size of the uh, Afro-American electorate uh, in that state uh, on the Democratic side. Now, uh, have you have you caught wind of the um, of the racist campaign that is being waged against Harris at this point? Well, I haven't. I've heard about the, the news reports are basically talking about the rebirth of birtherism. Yes. But that, you know, uh, that doesn't surprise me. Uh, uh, if anything, I think the, uh, the fact that uh, uh, Trump in his press conference started calling out, uh, you know, sort of damning uh, uh, Biden, uh, that was an obvious call, but the the thing that was less obvious, but I think uh, also less effective, was to say that uh, Kamala didn't do as well as everybody thinks. Right. Uh, uh, I think it's an interesting uh, uh, perspective, uh, which has perhaps some validity for him. I mean, he's right when he says that uh, you know people make the assumption that uh, that maybe they shouldn't about how she would be. Uh, dealt with in a, in a if she was the nominee, but uh, uh, it, to me it was a tell uh, that 
Trump felt the need to switch uh, to a, a different posture about the debate uh, and by not really giving her credit, he was elevating her. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah, I, uh, I do my best not to pay attention to Trump. Uh, it, tr- Trump has to get into my brain by being filtered by like three, three layers of defense. Um, so on, on Twitter, if enough people are commenting on something that he did, you know, I'll pick it up in comments about comments about comments, but I, uh, I keep far away from. Well, I, I, I have less uh, of a concern about that than, than you apparently do, mostly because I think that if any of this is going to have a, a significant impact, uh, it's going to be because people uh, take a look at what's going on with him uh, and uh, understand it without uh, rose-colored glasses because, uh, you know, like the idea that uh, somehow Mueller is going to say something that's important on uh, the 17th. Uh, what do you think about that? Um, Mueller, yes, Mueller will say something important. It may not be anything that we don't already know, but just by the fact of his being there, it will be important. I mean, if, you know, if, if he does nothing more than give news directors some video to roll where he is mouthing the words that otherwise are written in, on paper or flashing on screens uh, as pixels, he will have done a great deal. I also think that, uh, you know, much in the same way that uh, Swalwell's efforts uh, in the debate early uh, with Biden, uh, although they were less telling, they were supportive of uh, Harris's move. Uh, you know, the idea that, you know, pass the torch. Right. Uh, and I thought Biden handled that one well, which kind of set him up for a little bit later. Uh to uh, uh, set Biden up a little bit later for failure rather than success because he was clearly uh, overwhelmed by uh, Harris's, uh, you know, power. I mean, she started with a line that wasn't an attack on him, which was the food right. fight line. Yeah. Uh, and once she had the crowd, uh, then she started, you know, turned to him and, you know, just the video of her, line, you know, the reading of the line about, and that girl was me. Right. And they have a split screen with Biden, uh, and he turns, like, with surprise to face her. It's like, you know, the indelible television. Yes. Uh, it was, you know, it, it is it is one of those debate moments that is going to resonate down through the ages. Like, uh, you're no Jack Kennedy, yeah. You know, he was a friend of mine. You're no Jack Kennedy, yeah. I knew Jack Kennedy. Exactly. Um, and uh, so, I mean, I think you're you're coming down on the side of uh, uh, you know this being a, a, a major impact, which I, I don't think that anybody would disagree with, but. Uh, I find it hard to believe that uh, I find it hard to believe that Biden can recover from this. 
I, I, me, me as well. Um, it, it's really hard uh, because she, as I said, she, she did two things. Uh, she brought out a part of his uh, CV that he would rather not talk about. And she put herself forward as someone who is as effective, probably more effective than he would be in going after Trump. Yeah, I think that's a bit of a fallacy, though. Uh, you know, it's kind of like fake news. Uh, the, the idea that because she took him down, you know, from Trump's perspective, she took down a weak uh, uh, vice president who never could uh, become uh, the candidate. So why does that mean that she can do that with him? With Trump. Oh, it's just it, it, it's it's just her demeanor. It, it's uh, it's not because she took one scalp she can take another. It's watching her in action and imagining how she would be because we've we've seen her in action uh, on a number of occasions now, and she's well prepared. She knows how to find an opening and use it. She knows how to create openings, and she speaks with fearsome determination. And she's not cowed you know she's done that and people see that and you know because that's one of those moments that's viral that goes on again and again and again and it gets drilled into people's uh long-term memory you know it, it didn't just happen it didn't just happen on thursday night it's perpetual well i think it's the you know the prospect of growth I think is uh, uh, I have often felt that uh, the arc of uh, the Beatles in terms of their uh, development and their growth uh, by constantly changing. And uh, once they succeeded in one dimension, uh, moving to another dimension rather than trying to repeat themselves uh, was the reason that they became the people that they became. And I, I think that that is an element that's, I think, at play here. So what's your feeling about the, the guy we haven't talked about yet? Uh, the one who in most polls comes out as number two behind Biden. I, I think Bernie Sanders. I think Bernie is, uh, uh, needs to have the, the grace to understand that he forged uh, a revolution in this uh, political arena. Uh, but did not close the sale, and he needs to step aside now. And essentially, now that Biden is damaged, uh, he needs to anoint, uh, you know, one of these people. I think that Buttigieg is a is a possibility uh, uh, for him to. Uh, I I I think he's, you know, I'm talking about. Uh, uh, number two there, uh, Bernie. I think yeah. Bernie is, uh, he looks like he's an egotist, but he's he seems to be his ideas that he feels his ego is attached to. And I think that's a good thing, uh, ultimately, for the party. Uh, and I well, think that, the you know, running away from the notion of socialism, I think, is a losing cause. They're going to do, they're going to run that trope. Uh, the Republicans yes. are. And nobody's going to be able to stop that. Uh, right. But the, you know, the way to stop it is to say, yeah, but uh, you've got 40 percent and we've got 50 percent. 
there's there's lots of ways to stop it. I mean, you know, socialism for for corporations, socialism for oil companies, socialism for the one percent. I mean, there are all kinds of attack lines the Democrats can use. Um, yeah, I'm, I, I'm not sure I agree with that. Uh, I think that you know you can't uh, pour uh, gas on uh, the uh, the attack line. You, it, I mean, you can do that, but the only one who's done it successfully has been uh, uh, Trump. Well, you know, my answer is not so much to counter the attack line, but to point out that socialism takes the place in the Republican lexicon of Nancy Pelosi, San Francisco liberal. And what happened to the party of Nancy Pelosi, San Francisco liberal in 2018? Yeah, I, I, I see your point, but I, I don't know that it, I mean, this uh, most recent uh, capitulation on, on uh, Pelosi's part, although I thought it was a smart move to uh, essentially uh, provide money for the uh, Im- immigration situation uh, based on a bipartisan Senate vote that McConnell uh, uh, was effective at making the, you know, the the combined bill. Uh, I think that she was smart to let it go, but yeah, uh, I, she didn't have the cards. I mean, that's that's one of the things about her is she 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 can read the room and she can count, and she does the best she can with the count she has. Yeah, and I think that that uh, gives a, a clue as to how this socialism thing can be. Uh, uh, contained, and that's why I think that Buttigieg is uh, the inheritor of uh, Bernie's. Uh, so much of what Bernie said uh, in 2016, and I guess earlier, right, uh, was uh, uh, I think absorbed by Elizabeth Warren. Right. Uh, so why why is it that you think? Buttigieg gets the mantle and not Warren. Well, because there's this thing out there about Elizabeth Warren. Do you, I mean, maybe you, uh, I, I watched uh, Lawrence O'Donnell, who's been a huge proponent and, and fan of Elizabeth Warren, uh, react really negatively to, I forget who the other uh, analyst was, uh, who, oh, I know, it was Donnie Deutsch. Donnie, yes. Uh, on uh, MSNBC, uh, who I think can be a little bit one notish, but uh, has basically said uh, that, you know, she'll lose 35 states. Now, I'm, I think he's overstating that, but uh, anybody who can cut the, uh, the number, the Democratic vote down by 10% is. Uh, not somebody that we want to uh, uh, hire. So, and, and how do we know that uh, that Donnie Dodge knows what he's talking about? Uh, it, it's just a it's a it's a track that he's you know it's a you can call it negatively a, a trope that he has suggested which has had a fair amount of traction and uh, you can always tell. Uh, th- how something sticks or doesn't stick by 
what the reaction is of people who uh, feel that their uh, their person is being maligned. Uh, and I thought uh, Florence O'Donnell, who is obviously an enormously uh, insightful, uh, experienced, uh, you know, um, you know, he wrote the last two and a half years, I believe, of uh, The West Wing. Uh, you know, oh, the, you know, oh, I wouldn't we be happier if uh, he had been uh, writing about reality as opposed to uh, uh, a Hollywood pipe dream. Uh, and I just, I just think that his reaction to it suggests that there's more truth to uh, what Donnie Deutsch might be saying than uh, O'Donnell, who is brilliant, uh, is comfortable with. So uh, I take that as a bit of a tell, that there's something about Elizabeth Warren that uh, in the general election uh, doesn't track as well as somebody else. Now, I don't know who that other person is. That's why I mentioned Buttigieg, not as a, uh, I think that the current and conventional wisdom will or might become uh, a ticket with uh, uh, Kamala Harris on top and uh, Buttigieg uh, as the VP. Uh, I think that might make sense to people who think that he needs some, uh, uh, you know, training. Yes. Um, I mean, who else is well, there? I mean, do you really think that, uh, uh, that uh, Elizabeth Warren, do you think prescriptive uh, plans uh, that I mean, when I, I'm not entirely uh, being grateful uh, when I say that she's stolen much of Bernie Sanders' message uh, because a lot of what Bernie Sanders is talking about isn't hap didn't happen and probably won't. Well, she's, you know, she, she, ha she is and she isn't stealing Bernie's message. Um, she's making it very clear that she believes in markets and capitalism. Um, she, she will not accept the socialist label, um, but she says the game is rigged. Now, yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not, this isn't a criticism of her. It's a criticism no, but, of- No, but, uh, but I mean, also she- her, Go ahead. You know, on the other hand, she, she's, going, she's going way beyond Bernie in getting very specific. Bernie has, uh, a few top line things that he hammers over and over again. And most uh, you know, communications uh, consultants will tell you that's, that's the way you want to do it. So you, you just have a simple message and repeat and repeat and repeat. And that's how people learn it. Um, she's going another way. She's going into uh, more breadth and more depth about what she would actually do. Well, I find her position on uh, uh, breaking up the tech uh, giants to be uh, uh, just to be blunt about it, I think it's stupid. I thought it was stupid uh, or smart when Bill Gates, in the middle of the antitrust, uh, uh, you know, environment, uh, basically said what turned out to be true, which is the government's not going to break us up. Uh, somebody's going to come along and uh, from you know invent something. It was called the internet, uh, and uh, they're basically going to pass this by. Uh, in the 
you know, at this point, Microsoft is now uh, probably the has the largest market cap of any of the tech giants. But, uh, you know, so are these other uh, decacorns? I don't know what the uh, term is for the people that she wants to break up. I just, I don't buy that. I didn't buy it uh, with Microsoft, even though I'm glad that the government made the attempt, but uh, I don't think that it was dispositive. Well, what do you think of, what do you think of the uh, argument that, um, depending on which company you're talking about, breaking them into independent businesses will increase their total capitalization and total uh, market share? That in, in, in some cases, they are in too many businesses that aren't necessarily um, um, synergistic. Well, you know, I thought that uh, the performance of Andrew Yang at the, in the debate, uh, the second debate, uh, is kind of suggestive that, uh, you know, politicians and tech uh, sta uh, strate strategists, if you will, uh, are uh, like oil and water. They, they don't understand each other. So uh, it's not clear to me that uh, that might happen. Uh, I'm not, is that good or is that bad? In other words, breaking them up might make it worse. Uh, okay. Well, I guess it depends on what, what it means. I don't know. It, I, I, I have a feeling this is all uh, a few levels above my pay grade. Well, I, I have a feeling that it, it's certainly above my pay grade because I don't believe it's true. I think that, uh, you know, the problems that we're having with uh, uh, in the technology industry around self-regulation are, uh, uh, you know, I don't think that we've figured out how to regulate ourselves uh, in terms of uh, uh, the notion of what we call free software. I mean, worse is much at fault uh, about the creation of uh of Facebook as they are. I mean, as one who watched and in some cases was, uh, you know, in the media party to the run-up of Facebook in terms of how uh, they, you know, basically worked to inch forward uh, and then apologize and then continue to move forward. Uh, and established the, the notion that they were going to dominate. Uh, you know, I think it was, uh, I mean, we got what we paid for here. Uh, mm -hmm. It's not clear to me that, uh, you know, that's a whole other subject that we talked about a little bit on the gang uh, about the Libra uh, effort. Uh, but, you know, that might turn out to be uh, a self-regulating move on the part of of uh, Facebook that might be successful. I don't. I don't know. I, it, that's way above uh, uh, even Mark Zuckerberg's pay grade, as far as I'm concerned. Yes. So, uh, I guess what uh, faced with here is uh, a, a simple question, which is. You know, there's a month till the next uh, debate. 
Right. Uh, it doesn't sound like anybody who was in this debate, possibly one person will drop and be replaced uh, by uh, somebody else. But it, basically the same rules are in effect uh, for the next one. Yeah. And, uh, and then, Go ahead. Sorry. And I think August is dark. And then September, the threshold doubles. So, right. But I think that what's going to, you know, the, the, the motion in terms of, uh, of uh, getting contributions uh, has already been impacted significantly by this event. And, uh, you know, the, the, the main players, I think, are now set, uh, which is why I don't think that there's going to be a, 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 you know, a late entry here that's going to have major impact. I think we understand who the field is which I think it becomes Kamala Harris's uh, uh, game to win. She has to go out and win it, but uh, I don't see how anybody else is going to lose it for her. No. Uh, yeah, I, I'd love to see what happens when uh, she is on the same stage as Elizabeth Warren. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't... Uh, I wouldn't uh, underestimate uh, Elizabeth Warren. I already have uh, uh, several times. But uh, uh, I was surprised by uh, this debate. And I think that, to your point about Mueller, I think that Mueller becomes the middle debate. Right. Good, good way of putting it. And uh, so I think, go ahead, sorry. No, I, I just don't have the dates in my head. Was, is, does Mueller speak before the next yeah, debate or after? I'm pretty sure he's the 17th of July. Uh -huh. Assuming, I think the media is uh, making a uh, not consequential uh, assumption that that's going to go off as planned. I still think that, uh, that the reason that Trump hasn't tried to stop it yet is that he's waiting until uh, he's using all the clock that he can uh, before he makes that play. So it's not clear to me that, that he has a play. I, I understand. I mean, I that's mean everybody, the, everybody else, everybody else that Trump has, uh, has tried to block has been a Trump loyalist who is inclined to, and, and that, that doesn't apply to Mueller. Well, I, I don't know who, uh, uh, he's tried to block everybody. Right. Yeah. But the, yeah. all, the so, all the significant witnesses that the Democrats have gone after are people that have worked for Trump. And so Trump has some leverage with them. Well, I'm not saying that it makes sense. I'm just saying that uh, Trump is very smart uh, at this stuff. Uh, and uh, he's, his Supreme Court is, you know, gelling and... Uh, He's got a, a plan, uh, which involves running out the clock. Right. Uh, so I, I think that what's I think the clock is really uh, in play for the next 30 days. Uh, that if if Biden continues to vacillate and uh, I, I don't know how I don't know how Biden regains his strengths. I think that the the best that you can say about uh, what he does 
is he has to find a way to uh, move to the middle for real uh, in a party that is completely uninterested in that and is trying to find a, a way to present uh, a passionate uh, leftward swing. I mean, everybody raised their hand on that stage. And, you know, I think uh, Trump was delighted by the idea that, uh, 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 you know, that the Democrats are all supporting uh, health care uh, for uh, illegal uh, uh, immigrants, as they are called, yes. by, by Trump. I, I wonder whether that shouldn't be turned around. Uh, and basically uh, said, no, you heard us right. Well, I think they will. I mean, that, that, that will play out. But the, the one person who wasn't on the stage, didn't qualify, but may qualify for the next one, is Steve Bullock, the governor of Montana. I don't know if you've heard him. Uh, he's, a little bit, yeah. He, he makes a very good case for himself if you're looking for someone more in the center. Uh, because he, he says, I was elected governor in a state that went for Trump. So if you're looking for someone who can get votes from people who might vote for Trump, I'm the one. And well, I just think, you know, I, I think that what you said earlier, uh, maybe not on this conversation, but earlier, uh, about just the raw numbers, uh, I don't think that the Democrats win by trying to out-Trump Trump. Oh, clearly they don't. So I, I think they win by having better numbers, period. Right. And, and the way to do that is to have a, a campaign which locks in uh, Afro-Americans, uh, locks in uh, uh, some young people, and goes after, uh, you know, older uh, women and gets them out in significant numbers to, you know, win by three or four points in the swing states. Right. And it's, I mean, the, that, that's it's, the the get, it's the gets them out part that's critical. That's uh, right. And, and, that, and that's that, one of the advantages that Trump has right now in that um, his team is building the data infrastructure to get people out, whereas the Democrats uh, are not in a position to do that yet. Because, yeah, know, I understand that. But, you know, the, the, I think that uh, when we talk about uh, Harris and Buttigieg growing, which is what they have to do, uh, Buttigieg is the new Biden. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, Biden, remember, uh, uh, Obama hired Biden because he uh, was somebody who could sell the fact that uh, Obama was much more centrist than people realized. Right. Uh, and I, I think that Buttigieg is probably could, could probably could sell the idea that Obama was more white than people realized. Yeah, uh, he was. You know, as he, as Obama said. Uh, you're nice enough. What did he say to Hillary? Uh, you're likable enough. You're likable enough. Yes. 
So uh, I, I think that, uh, you know, that these people, I think Buttigieg has this enormously important role uh, in the next 60 days, which is basically to define uh, his stance about the religious uh, uh, event, even, how do you say that? Evangelical? Yes, thank you. Um, that was probably the best formed line other than the food fight line in the whole debate. I agree. I agree. And, uh, you know, he needs to, he needs to party on that and, uh, you know, just define some of the, uh, the fault lines uh, of going after uh, this mess that we're in. Uh, and, you know, I hope that he gets enough uh, running room to establish. Uh, well, look at it. Look at his, uh, look at the standing he has to do that. He's a spiritual guy. He's a religious guy. And he's married to a man. I mean, you know, with perfect credentials to redefine yeah. religiosity away from the way the right wing evangelicals do. Well, I mean, he basically framed himself before uh, he could be framed uh, right. by, you know, attacking the Republicans' use of the evangelicals. He also uh, made it difficult to attack him for uh, having a same-sex uh, relationship. Uh, he pointed out that, uh, you know, having murdering people uh, on the border uh, and their small children uh, is, uh, you know, basically... Uh, not a religious thing to do. Right. Oh, well, this got kind of heavy, didn't it? Yes, it did. All right. Well, listen, uh, uh, thank you so much for uh, this conversation. Uh, uh, I appreciate uh, trying to plow through this because uh, I think the coverage has been pretty good. It was better on the, uh, on the second night debate uh, and I don't see the mechanism yet for what you want, which is uh, Elizabeth Warren and uh, Kamala to be on the same stage. I think that that might be uh, a, a difficult uh, time for Kamala. On the other hand, she needs to be able to deal with that if she well, wants to be yeah. president. Uh, I'm not sure it'll be a difficult time for her. If, if, it's a, if it's a question of a random draw again, and I think it is, uh, it, it may happen next month or it may not. And eventually it will happen because uh, enough people drop out. But we may see it sooner than later. Yeah, we're not going to see people dropping out. Uh, you know, what are they going to do? Uh, they can, on oh. fumes, they can run on Twitter uh, with absolutely no cost whatsoever. Yeah, I don't, well, they're certainly not going to drop out by... July, but if they don't make the debate by September, the fact that they haven't dropped out is is a new point. You know, I'm running, but I'm just invisible because they're they're not going to get they're not going to except for direct reach on social media. They're not going to get coverage because all you know all of press coverage, online television is all going to focus on the people who are in the debate. Well, I think uh, where Mueller and, uh, uh, and the, the next debate sync up, 
is going to tell the tale about whether or not uh, the Democrats are going to be successful. Uh, I think that they're going to avoid uh, impeachment, uh, which I used to think was uh, stupid of them, but no longer think that. I think that uh, Nancy Pelosi has it just right, which is, you know, let's get the guy unelected. Yes, but, you know, I... I think impeachment or impeachment light, that is to say, a series of focused hearings, is part of how you get him unelected. Well, I think that where it hooks up with, uh, with the conversation about the uh, Democrats' issues is, uh, is the formula. So uh, I don't think the impeachment light uh, does anything. I, I, I think that Trump's uh, use of the courts uh, and delay has already basically cost them that angle. I, it, it's not at all clear to me that starting an impeachment inquiry is going to give them any more tools. Well, there, to you know, there, are, there are a lot of submarines in the water that we don't have much visibility into, by which I mean all the other prosecutions that are going on, all the other investigations. The Mueller focus was pretty well prescribed around one issue, which is Russian interference and obstruction of justice in regard to Russian interference. But the, the crimes of the Trump crime family are, are, are like, it's like an octopus with tentacles everywhere and there are people looking at them. So it's hard to know what's going to surface from uh, New York State, from the uh, New York State U.S. Attorney um, in, in, you know, the, in the Southern District um, and through other congressional, congressional committees. So um, I mean, Trump, Trump does not have a, an easy sale, no matter how many courts he goes to. Yeah, I, I just think, uh, you know, that they should hold their fire about impeachment because they may not have to do it in his second term. Good point. Well, we're, we're, we're opening up a whole new can of worms, so I think we better get back to saying goodbye. Okay, very good. Uh, Michael Markman, I appreciate your time. Appreciate yours. See ya. Bye-bye.